When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. Wheelhouse, not feeling good tonight. So you're going to just get me. And we're here to celebrate the Astros' 107-win season. Number one seed in the playoffs throughout the World Series. The Astros are the best team in baseball Are they going to be in the World Series guaranteed 100%? No. But I think they'll get there. It's going to be tough. And when and if they do get there, they will have home field advantage. And that is awesome. So I have two pages of notes here. And they are in no order whatsoever. So I'm going to be all over the place. So let's talk about the Astros 2019 season. Let's let's just start with this. 107 wins, best record in baseball. During the season, the Astros, and I don't know how this compares to other teams and perhaps I should have looked it up, but they only got swept one time. And I can't say I don't know if that's good or not, because it's got to be good. It's got to be good to only get swept once. And the only team to do so was the Reds. That was, if you remember, in Cincinnati. So it took away, I don't even remember if Alvarez played or not. But they lost three one-run games. It was 3-2, 4-3, The offense just didn't get it going. Cincinnati was pitching well, and it's okay. So we go down here. Um, the Astros started the season 2-5. and five. I don't know if some of you new Astro fans were panicking or not. They also lost seven games in a row in June. And probably those Reds games were a part of that. And they lost five in a row in August. Altuve, Springer, and Correa all ended up on the IL, the injured list. And they still won 107 games. That's amazing. They lost a lot of innings. I think Correa only played like 75 games. Someone was talking the other day that in the last three years, he's only played like 40% of the Astros games. I don't know. He's No matter what you feel about Carlos Correa, this guy is not going to get a big contract. Uh, I guess somebody might do it, but it's not something that I can see the Astros doing. Uh, who knows? Who knows what this guy's going to get, but... I'm not knocking the guy. I, I've backed him the whole season. He is very, very good. 
And when he comes into the playoffs, I don't even know if that's 100%. I guess we'll find that out on, uh, when do they play? Thursday, Friday? So we'll find out about Thursday, maybe Friday morning, who knows? I, I, I looked it up earlier when they had to release who made the 25-man roster for the playoffs. And I really can't remember if it was the day before or the morning of. I really can't remember. But it might be the night before because I think when the Astros play on Friday, that's going to be a day game. So let's talk about the Astros season. You got Alex Bregman fighting for the MVP, and I think he's going to get it. I checked out a post on Twitter earlier. It had uh, potential American League MVP candidates. It had Alex Bregman, Mike Trout. It had Marcus Simeon on there for some reason. And it also had DJ LeMahieu. And I wrote down LeMahieu's numbers solely because a lot of the Yankee fans think that he deserves it. And he doesn't. He doesn't deserve it at all. If you look at these numbers, there's no way. So Alex Bregman versus Trout, 296 average for Alex Bregman, 291 for Trout. Both great batting averages. Alex Bregman, 41 homers, Trout, 45. 111 RBIs for Alex Bregman, 104 for Trout. OPS, 1,015. Trout, 1,083. Very close. I don't even know how many stats or like what he would have to do or how far away he would be to getting 1083. But you look at DJ LeMayhew with his 327 batting average, which to me is amazing. I think it's very good. That used to be what Altuve got all the time, and we were a little spoiled by him, and I don't even know if he hit 300 this year. I know he was under it very badly, went over it, hovered around it, and I think he fell short. I don't know. I think it was 298, 296. LeMahieu only got 26 home runs. He did get 102 RBIs, and his OPS, 893. So if you look at the OPS, which is something that I really never looked at before, he's just simply outmanned right there. No way. He's got the average, and that's all he's got. He's got, like in the old days, 327 average and 102 RBIs is very good. Very good, but the OPS. I don't have this written down, but Alex Bregman also led Major League Baseball in walks. I'm 100% confident that he led the American League, but I really believe he led the entire Major League Baseball in walks. And I don't know how much that helps, but in my mind, it gives him just a little bit more. And another thing is Mike Trout only played 134 games. So... I do believe that 
missing as many games as he did. I can't do the math super quick, but it's around 30, uh, 28 games. I don't, I don't think you can miss 28 games and get it. But what it's amazing is 45 home runs and 104 RBIs missing 30 games. No doubt Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, but it's the most valuable player. And to be valuable to your team, you have to play. So I don't know if you follow Jeremy Frank, who just started college in the fall, already wrote a book, has tons and tons of followers. He's a stat guy. He put out his uh, award winners, and I'm not even going to tell you the nationally because I don't really care. But he has Alex Bregman as his MVP, so he agrees with me. He can't really agree with me because he doesn't know what I say. But And I don't know if I want to tell you this. Let's not tell you this yet. We'll go back to this. So he has Alex Bregman as his MVP. What I can tell you, without getting into any of my other stuff, he has Aaron Boone as the manager of the year. And I don't know, man. 107 wins with all those injuries. I don't know. I know New York have their injuries... And I, like I said, I don't follow all these teams, but I know they missed a lot of games, and maybe it's possible. He, Jeremy Frank is not an Astros fan. He's a fan of baseball. He's a fan of numbers. So he would know way more than I do about what happens with other teams. Speaking of other teams, let me just throw this out here just because it's right under here. Brad Osmus. Former Astro, someone that I used to like, someone that probably most of you used to like, and now a lot of you probably hate his guts. He may be out as manager of the Angels. His status is under consideration by the team's leadership. And according to a source, the Angels will go in another direction. So all of you people that hate Brad Osmus, Congratulations. Looks like he's out of there. And good riddance. Good riddance. I don't like you either. So now, let's get down to Jordan Alvarez. I don't have the stats, and I don't need them. Rookie of the year, Jeremy Franks. Rookie of the year, Jordan Alvarez. Now, I'm not saying this guy is the... Expert. I'm not saying he knows it all. I'm just giving you what he said. So you got Jordan Alvarez, Rookie of the Year. No way this guy doesn't get it. No way they punish him for not playing in the field. A DH only. No way. His stats are way, way too good. So next up, JV and Garrett Cole. Go to Jeremy Franks, Cy Young Award winner, Garrett Cole. And I'll give you my answer in a minute. Let's, like I said, I have to find where I put it. So Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, let me give you their stats. 
JV pitched more innings, 223 to 212. Cole missed a game or two recently when he was injured. Came back, didn't miss a beat. JV had 64 earned runs. Cole, 59. Uh, Cole, even though he pitched less innings, he had six more walks. 48 walks to 42. Garrett Cole, 326 strikeouts. JV, 300. So both of them reached 300. But like I said, Garrett Cole, less innings, less games, less earned runs, more strikeouts. His ERA is 250, Verlander's 258, so he's got him there. The whip, Justin Verlander, point eight oh two, and Cole, 0.894. If you are not familiar with what whip is, it is walks and hits per innings pitched. So on average, these guys give up either a hit or a walk less, a little bit less than one per inning, which is very good. Anything under one is very good. You want to know another little tidbit about the Astros? When Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander starts, the Astros went 58 and 19. I'm going to write this down for you. 58 and 19, and they won 107 games. That's a 9, that's a 1, that's a 6. That's very good. 58 and 19 when these guys start. So, I don't even have this written down, but where was I going with this? Justin Verlander's case. One, Justin Verlander. Two, he didn't get hurt. Three, look at the case that he made in that last game. He needed six strikeouts to get to 3,000 for his career. So he hit that. And he needed 12. He needed 12 strikeouts to get to 300, and he got it. It was a game that looked like he wasn't going to get any run support, but he got it. But Garrett Cole came back the next game. First pitcher. Oh, let me tell you about Verlander first. Don't, I don't know if I said this, but Verlander had a no-hitter as well. So he's Justin Verlander, ace of the staff, no-hitter, 300 strikeouts on the season, 3,000 in his career. Garrett Cole, 326 strikeouts. I believe that led Major League Baseball. Don't quote me on that. But Garrett Cole, the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history to have 10 or more strikeouts in nine consecutive starts. And also Garrett Cole... Like I said last time, when Wheelhouse was on the show with me, he hasn't lost a game since May. And I think Wheelhouse said the 22nd or the 27th, I'm not sure, but it was in the 20s in May. So who is it? Who's going to win? I don't know. We had a Cole, Cole, 
We had, a, we had co-winners. Maybe we'll have a coal winner. But we had co-winners in 1968. I think that's what he said. I can't remember. But uh, maybe they're going to happen again. I don't know. Jeremy Franks thinks it's Garrett Cole. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I. Who knows? It's so much in the air. But... Man, you just look at it. Strikeout leader, 250 ERA, whip under one. Nine consecutive games with 10 strikeouts. Hadn't lost a game since May. It's got to be Garrett Cole. But I don't know. I don't even know who I think should win it. I'm so wrapped up in in trying to figure out who other people are going to pick that I don't even know who I think deserves it. And, uh, I don't know. Verlander had that no-hitter. Verlander had that complete game where he only gave up two runs. I don't know. It just seems like Verlander's the winner. I don't know. But Cole may have done enough. So what else do we got on tap here? Uh, Do you listen to Josh Ennis? former radio personality in uh, Houston. Mark Yu says he doesn't like him, but the other day I was listening to his podcast and he was ridiculing the Astros broadcast. He was saying it was horrible and it was bad. And I don't know if it's because they're the only ones I watch but I mean, I did enjoy. I enjoyed it when it was uh, Alan Ashby. I think that's who it was, and Bill Brown. Uh, but I, I like these guys. It took me a while to get used to TK. I like Blummer. I love Julia. I think she's awesome and amazing. She does her job well. And uh, but Blummer, the the thing I like about him is. He actually responds to you on Twitter and he likes stuff if you mention things. So he's very interactive with the fans and and I know the fans love him and this guy hates him, but hate him or like him, the Astros uh, extended Blummer and TK and Julia throughout the 20. 21 season. So two more years of Blummer and TK and Julia. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. You're listening to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. All right, I am back. So the podcast that I was talking about earlier that I was listening to, he also made a comment about his dislike for the shift. And he also said the shift makes baseball boring and they should get rid of it. I talked to my wife about this earlier, not for the purposes of the podcast or whatever, and she said that why not? It's good strategy. And that's how I feel. You The... the Goal is to keep the other guys from scoring on defense. The shift works. 
use it. So here's why I wanted to talk about the shift. Because it kind of leads me into this next part. And I came to a conclusion that just hit me tonight. It just hit me while I was putting this together. There were 1,191 more homers. Almost 1,200 more home runs hit this season than in 2018. That is 21% more, a 21% gain in home runs. So maybe we all talk about this juiced baseball to get more home runs. Maybe that was Major League Baseball's answer to the shift. Maybe if you hit more home runs, then they can score. Because the shift is stopping a lot of hits. The shift is making the games lower scoring. So let's juice the baseballs. So that's my conclusion. The the, uh, MLB answered the shift with juiced baseballs. Proof in the pudding, almost 1,200 more home runs. And there has to be something different about the baseball because... If not, we would have to start talking about, instead of juiced baseballs, we would have to talk about juiced baseball players, and I don't think anyone's juicing up anymore. So if you remember, there was a poll on the Astros broadcast, and I don't remember all of them, but you know they give you the four choices. And it asked you which one of these rookie records is the most impressive. I voted for Ricky Henderson, and I can't remember what the number was, but it was something ridiculous, like 108 steals. And the last place was Aaron Judge, 52 home runs. As amazing as that is, 52 home runs is amazing in itself. 52 home runs as a rookie, even more amazing. I mean, the guy is seven foot tall, 300 pounds. He's a big dude, so, I mean, he's going to hit home runs. But it's impressive. But out of all the other ones, I think one of them might have been a strikeout record or whatever. But I picked Ricky Henderson. I believe it was Ricky Henderson. Something like a hundred over a hundred steals, and that's never going to happen again, ever. So, the reason I'm bringing this up is the Aaron Judge was not only my choice for the lowest or my last pick because I, I just if I put him in order, it was the last, but it actually got last in the poll with 11%. The rookie home run record by Judge. And that record has already been beaten. Juiced baseballs. Pete Alonzo, New York Mets, 53 home runs. So it looks like the fans who answered the poll was correct. And I said it as well. I knew that this record had a chance of getting beat. 100 plus steals, no. Not going to happen. 
All right, so let's talk about what else did the Astros do in 2019. You have the two no-hitters, almost three. Uh, They had the four-pitcher no-hitter and Justin Verlander. So 107 wins, possible MVP, possible Rookie of the Year, possible Cy Young winner, possible co-Cy Young award winners, two no-hitters. What else did the Astros do this year? Will Harris, an immaculate inning. Now, I didn't even know this was a thing, and let me, I brought it up for you, and I wanted to read it to you real quick, and I'll try to just skim over it. Let me read it, and then we'll, I'll tell you what I want to say. So it said, walking back to the mound with a big smile on his face, Astros reliever Will Harris knew he had accomplished something special. So in a total of nine pitches, Will Harris struck out all three angel hitters that he faced in the eighth inning. In doing so, he accomplished what is known as an immaculate inning. Harris became the 92nd pitcher in Major League Baseball history and the sixth pitcher in franchise history to achieve the immaculate inning. The last time an Astro pitcher did it was 2004, Brandon Backey. So I went on to say I knew something special had happened when Harris was walking off the mound because I'd never seen him smile. It's not very popular. It's only in my own head. But I refer to Will Harris as the bulldog because he always looks mad and his face is always scrunched up. So I said, I knew something had happened when Harris was walking off the mound because I'd never seen him smile. And to be honest, I wasn't even aware that an immaculate inning was a thing. To strike out the side using only nine pitches seemed to me like something that didn't happen very much, a pretty rare feat. But to my surprise, Harris is the eighth pitcher to do so this season. So this has happened eight times. So not only did I not know what, I've never even heard of it. I've heard of the Immaculate Catch, but I've never even heard of this. And it's happened eight times. And that blows my mind. Harris is not the only pitcher in the Astros staff to attain an immaculate inning. Wade Miley did it as a rookie in 2012. Nolan Ryan did it as a rookie as well in 1968. So I don't know if you knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was. And it just seems to me that the odds of you throwing nine pitches, nine strikes, striking three guys out in a row in one inning would be so amazing that it would get so much attention that I would have heard of it. It's been going on so long, and I don't know why it is not well known. I have no idea. I think it's pretty amazing. So congratulations to Will Harris. 
So what do we have next? We have the playoff roster. I'm not going to get into that. I, I invited all the guys, James, Corey, Wheelhouse, and even Pine Tar Freckles, who's a guy that hasn't been on yet, but he's another climbing tall heel contributor. I wanted to get them on so we could talk about the playoff roster. Maybe tomorrow night. Who knows? We got Well, not tomorrow night because I got to work. But the playoff roster, there's, it's pretty much set. But there's still some questions. Question number one is, will it be Wade Miley or Urquidy? Urquidy could end up being in the bullpen, so it could be both of them. Maybe the Astros give Miley the start. They have Urquidy warmed up, and he comes in and takes over for him if he can't get out of the first inning. But if you do that, you are lowering the number of bullpen pitchers in a way from seven to six. So I don't know if they're going to do this. I truly believe that Urquidy is going to get the nod. As amazing as it sounds, as amazing of a season Wade Miley had going, it's amazing. Amazing to think that he's not even going to make the roster. And I don't know. So the other question is Straw, Tucker, or Toro? Now, when I did the podcast uh, trying to figure out who made it, I believe I put Straw and Tucker both on it. And Toro does have a chance. It all depends on Carlos Correa. Correa said he's going to be back. I think he's going to be back. There's some people that think they're going to bring along Toro as insurance. But you're going to have Diaz as insurance, so I don't even see that happening. And the other question is Brad Peacock or Abreu, who has been looking very good, Peacock did not look that great. I don't know if he's recovered from that injury or he's back in form. Is he back enough to be in the playoffs? Is the playoffs too much pressure for the young kid Abreu? I don't know. So look out for the Miley or Keaty, Straw, Tucker, and Toro, and the Peacock and Abreu battle. So going in the home stretch here, the playoffs have been set. Tuesday, Milwaukee plays Washington in the National League wild card game. And then Wednesday, Tampa Bay travels to Oakland in the battle of the shittiest stadiums in Major League Baseball. If you want me to do picks, I'll try. I see a lot of people picking Washington over Milwaukee. I was actually going to look it up, but now I'm not going to. Washington has very good pitching, and if they've got they've got a Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, I, I guess they only got like a day. So it just depends. If Max is ready to go or whoever else they have, I know they have good pitching. I, I mean, I don't know. Milwaukee has a great record without Yelich. 
But I think in a one-game series, if you have Max Scherzer or whoever else, I can't remember the other guy they have, but I think Washington has the advantage of the pitching and being at home. Milwaukee was there last year, so maybe they have the experience. So I don't know. I guess off the top of my head, if you would have asked me yesterday, I would have said Milwaukee. But I've seen people picking the Nationals. But I don't know. I think with the experience from last year, uh, they have like a 14-2 and record in their last 16 games. I don't know. I think Milwaukee can take this. So Wednesday, Tampa Bay goes to Oakland. Who knows who's going to win that? Um, I guess it would all depend on who's pitching. Could it be Mike Fires? Is that their best pitcher? I think it is. Uh, Tampa Bay. Let me tell you this. If Tampa Bay rolls Charlie Morton out there on Wednesday, I say Tampa Bay wins it. I say Oakland chokes, but Tampa Bay, I don't know. Have they ever done anything? I know. I think, I think they may have won the World Series a while back. <clears throat> but I have to pick a winner. But I really can't because I have to see who's starting. Charlie Morton starts, I give it to Tampa Bay. So that takes you to Thursday where the National League gets started. You got St. Louis traveling to Atlanta. And then the winner of Milwaukee and Washington travels to the Dodgers. Friday, Oakland or Tampa Bay will be in Houston to face Justin Verlander more than likely. And then Minnesota versus the New York Yankees. The battle of the home run hitters. I believe Minnesota and New York are one and two in the race, I guess if you want to call it that, for the most home runs in baseball this year. So it should be an offensive series. First series, the wild card is a one-gamer. And the first series, the ALDS, the divisional series, is five games. So one of the podcasts I talked about... uh, how there were three teams that won 100 games. What got me talking about that was the Astros winning 100 games three years in a row, and this year they had a chance to make it four. And Minnesota got their 100th win, and now there are four teams that got 100 wins. Now, I'm going to look it up now because I'm not even totally, I'm not even totally sure now. I don't even believe myself. I could have swore it was Minnesota, but there's part of me thinking that it could have been Atlanta. I don't know. Let's look at it. Sorry to give you this, but it's the first time ever that four teams got 100 wins. So Minnesota got 101 win. You also had Baltimore, now that I have it up, Kansas City, Detroit, that's three in the American League, Miami, 105, 
Four teams at 100 losses. San Diego, Colorado, Pittsburgh. They all had 90 losses. Seattle, L.A., uh, Chicago almost had 89, and then Toronto lost 95. So there are a lot of bad teams, and that is why there are four teams that have won 100 games. Tampa Bay won 96. Oakland, 97. 97 wins, and you're the wild card team. And Atlanta, 97 to 65. And as you remember, Philadelphia picked to win the division. Washington pitched to win the division. New York Mets overhauling their lineup. Nobody gave credit to the Atlanta Braves, and they win it two years in a row. So what else do I have? I see a little bit of black here. So my paper, everything's written in black, and then I have a red pen that scratches everything off when I've read it. So I've got a little patch of red here, and it is something about the Astros. 2011 through 2013, the Astros were 162 and 324. That is a 333 winning percentage. They were the worst team in baseball all three of those years. 11, 12, 13. 2014 through 2016, they had 240 wins, 246 losses, 439. They never were in last place, and they won the 2015 wild card game. And for some reason, I stopped writing that down. So I let me see if I have it in my pictures, because I usually screenshot stuff. Um, man, I don't know where it is. So I don't have it. Yeah, there it is. So 2017 through 2019, the Astros won 310 games. They only lost 175 for a 639 win percentage. They were the 2017 World Series champions. Last year, they reached the American League Championship Series. And this year, they have more wins than anyone in Major League Baseball. So with that being said, that is the end of the road for the Robin Wilhouse Show here on Sunday night. I appreciate everyone out there for listening. If you have Twitter, you can find me at Rob Fontenot. There is a Robin Wilhouse page on Facebook. There's a Robin Wilhouse page on Twitter. You can email me at rl underscore font at yahoo.com if you want to send me any messages. And again, there is a place on the description for you to send in voice messages. So click on that, folks. Click on that. Send in voice messages to the show and we will play them. So hopefully Wheelhouse feels better during the week and maybe him and uh, James or Corey can get together and do a show. 
Astros. Friday night. The Astros did not play again till Friday night. And that well actually it'd probably be Friday afternoon. And on a personal note, I'll tell you this. My wife is getting her port out on Friday. So I will have the day off as I'm going to go with her for her surgery. She is, man, it was, a, it was a rough, rough time. But my wife is finally done. She'll get this port out of her and it will just be the road to recovery to get her life back. She's a wonderful woman. I love her with all my heart. Thank you, everyone for listening to The Robin Wilhouse Show. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.